Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Vilhauer, joined alongside, actually across from now, uh, Jacob Wirtz. Jacob, how's it going on this fall day? We're doing good, Dave. We're getting into the thick of the playoff season here for these sports, and most of them are about done already. Boy, I tell you what, if we could have this weather to hold out for another week or two, uh, it would be ideal. Unfortunately, I do not think that's going to happen. We're looking at... uh, some some fall slash winter type stuff moving in here just in time for the football playoffs i think uh, maybe a, even some precept on thursday coming up here but certainly some ideal conditions here for this past week uh, we were both down at the uh, state cross country meet over the weekend at uh, yankton trail park in sioux falls and uh, boy area runners uh, just uh, ripped it up especially in class b and i know you covered uh, that portion of the uh, of the event and uh, boy i tell you if, if a lot of runners from our area of the state doing very well Absolutely. Yeah, we'll start with the girls' side there. I mean, what a race there with Ella Buckleheide of Northwestern and Emery Larson of Chester. They were side by oh. side for about the first half of that yes. race, maybe just over the just over the halfway point. Yes. And, and uh, then Emery Larson made her move, and uh, she ended up winning her second straight state title there. Ella Buckleheide getting second right. for the second straight yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, you know some area runners. I know uh, Warner and Northwestern. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of area kids uh, running very well. Potter County won the team championship for the second straight year for the girls. Absolutely, yeah, they did a f- fantastic job there. Talk, talked to Coach Coach uh, Larson after the game, and um, she was just uh, ecstatic for, for getting those girls another title. And they had. Uh, uh, let's see here. They had three of three of their runners in the top eleven. Wow. Uh, Danica Kopp uh, yep. finishing third, and then yep. uh, Emma Schlachter eighth, yep. and Jaden Allmeyer uh, finishing eleventh. So wow. they had good finishes there mm-hmm. uh, for for Potter County. Yep. Uh, looking at Class A, Millbank uh, area runners were doing very well there. Uh, Ashlyn Bachelor taking third in the girls' race, uh, while Peyton Brown of Millbank uh, taking third in the boys' race. Uh, Pierce Baumberger of Miller with fourth in the boys' race. In the AA uh, division, Aberdeen Central with a pair of uh, place winners there. Uh, Joe Perkins uh, ran at the beginning like he was shot out of a cannon, led that uh, led the entire pack for, I don't know, the first uh, maybe half a mile or so, and uh, kind of fell back. Back, but then had a very strong finish, picked off about 14 runners, ended up uh, uh, taking 21st place. So congratulations to him. On the girls' side, Julia Ramey of Aberdeen Central gaining a, a place there, finishing 25th. Uh, again, uh, she was running in the 30s uh, in that race and uh, actually thought that she had taken 26th and missed the placing when she crossed the finish line. So she was actually pretty disappointed, uh, but then uh, later was uh, very happy to find out that she uh, gained a place on the podium. And after that race, I caught up with Julia, and here's what she had to say. We're running about 35th or so, about halfway through the race. When did you start to make your move, and when did you know that you had to do it? When my coach yelled out, someone from a different team yelled out, 31st or something, and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to lose my spot. So I started getting ahead of people. And I was just like, I've been working for this all year. i got to do this. 
Did you know you had top 25 when you crossed the finish line? No, I thought I was 26. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bowling, yeah. So you were disappointed when you crossed the finish line? Yeah, I thought I was 26. I was like, a, I was started crying because I thought I was 26. Oh my! So assess your performance today. Were you were you kind of gunning top 25? Were you shooting top 10? I don't know. Yeah. Was I was ranked 14th, so I was going to try to beat 14th. But placing overall, I was like, if I place, I'll be happy. Well, taking a look at some volleyball from last week, uh, some good action there. Uh, Aberdeen uh, Christian in action and uh, a pair of their final home matches for the year more than likely and uh, a lot of emotion in the building out there I know Jacob uh, you had a couple of those matches uh, what can you what can you tell us about those well you know they were uh, they were definitely yeah, it, it was definitely emotional obviously the first night uh, was uh, they were doing their pink out night right. uh, and of course one of the uh, volleyball players uh, their mother has mm-hmm. cancer and um, so that was very emotional there and uh, they went out and played hard there against uh, Webster, I believe it was. Yep. And uh, then the next night they took on Ipswich. And again, that was uh, emotional again with, with the last uh, home game right. for four seniors. And uh, had a chance to catch up with each, each one of those kids. Mm-hmm. And they, you could just tell the the uh, the, the emotion was sure. there And yep. um, after playing together for so many years. Right. And one of the seniors that you caught up with was Chloe Bosma. And uh, here's a par- portion of that interview. What does it mean to play with these girls, you know, and, and these other seniors? It means so much. I love the seniors in my class. They're like my best friends. And these younger girls, I try to be a leader for them. And I'm going to miss them so much because I just, I hope they continue on with how they're doing right now because they're going to go do great things in life. And uh, also, uh, Aberdeen Central was in action. I, I caught them earlier last week. And, you know, the Golden Eagles are, are playing a little shorthanded right now with uh, leading hitter Grace Cook uh, uh, in, uh, suffered a knee injury here a while back and has not returned to action. And so the team has kind of really rallied around uh, that uh, injury and uh, playing really well. And other, other players have stepped up and, uh, you know, picked up a slack a little bit. And one of those players that has really kind of uh, filled in has been Ashley Wangler. And uh, following a recent win uh, we got a chance to talk about that it definitely changed a lot of our lineup options so Taryn Nyman is now serving and we just had to figure some different stuff out during practice so it's definitely affected everybody not just the outsides but mm-hmm. the middles and the right sides the setters right. everybody right. it looked like everybody kind of rallied around that tonight uh, a really balanced attack it wasn't just one person yes for uh, wasn't sure. just Lauren it was you and it was uh, Kennedy and whatever I mean so really a nice team approach is that kind of what it's going to take here going forward definitely yeah that's what we wanted to do because after Grace went down it we made note that it's not one person that makes the team we're all going to do it so we all have to step up and start playing like we want to win of course, last week was the opening round of the uh, 11B and all nine-man football playoffs, and uh, we this week we'll add the bigger schools as well. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I know uh, you were down in Warner, Jacob, and uh, Monarchs, boy, they looked like they were on fire from the get-go and uh, had no trouble with Coleman Egan in the first round. No, they didn't. They just they fired on all cylinders. Uh, Coleman Egan, first drive of the game, kind of drove down the field on him. He kind of hit him mm-hmm. in the mouth a little bit, but uh, <laughs> Warner was able to stop him on downs, and then from there it was just downhill. First play, Hunter Crane. 50-yard touchdown run, and from there it was wow. just downhill. Yeah, Warner's a very, very solid team. Uh, a lot of weapons on that team, one of which is uh, Charlie Delaney, and uh, you caught up with him following that first-round playoff victory. Uh, defensively, obviously, pitched a shutout. Uh, yep. Just the defense seemed to be all over the field tonight. Of course, yeah. Uh, our, our defense coordinator really locks us in for those games. I mean, we break down every aspect of the game, and 
we run every play, whether it's trick plays, it don't matter. We run it a thousand times over and over and over. Well, some other uh, very interesting scores out there on Thursday night, and I don't know if there's any of them that uh, really jumped out to you, but I got a chance to see the finish of the Gayville Vol and Harriet Selby contest, and boy, that was just a, a really interesting football game, and hats off to Gayville Vol and won two games during the course of the regular season, travels across the state, plays a very solid Harriet Selby area team, and uh, came down to the to the to the wire there in the in the closing minutes and you know the uh Gayville Valens squad passed the ball extremely well all night uh, score a touchdown uh with uh, less than two minutes to go to go up they kicked the ball off and and the, and the Wolverines run it back 83 yards for a touchdown and uh I'm thinking well this is interesting and Gayville Valen there was still too much time left they went right down the field and scored the winning touchdown with I think uh, 23 seconds left or something like that so just a really entertaining football game there and uh you know there's uh it's going to set up for some interesting matchups this week but any other any of others uh, other of those games i mean Ron Colley with a really nice win at Wagner I watched that game and the Cavaliers looked really sharp especially defensively created four turnovers so uh, hats off to that crew uh any, anything that jumped out at you Jacob well, I think a couple of uh, a couple of 11 seeds that won on uh uh, Thursday night, uh, you look at nine B Potter County yes. going to Del Rapids yeah, and getting a, a win game. there. Yes, and then uh, Chester area going to Woolsey Westington and pulling off the win. I thought that was a little bit surprising. Yeah, you know, I think the teams were with similar records in that one, uh, and that was a very tight game, uh, and the uh, Flyers were able to pull that out. But uh, yeah, the Battlers with a very nice win at Del Rapids St. Mary last week for sure. Uh, one other, well, on the weekend, a couple more uh, events to talk about. Northern State volleyball team splits. On the weekend, but boy, I'll tell you what, they they gave number one rated Wayne all they wanted on uh, Friday night. Uh, Wolves dropped the first two sets, came storming back. Fifth set was just a battle. It was tied at 8, 9, 10, 11, I mean, all the way. And finally, Wayne got just a little bit of a separation there at 13, 11. Wildcats hang on to win that, but uh, a very strong effort by the Wolves who came back on Saturday and beat uh, USF. And then the Wolves football team and a thriller on, on Saturday night and kind of a crazy game there too. Uh, fell behind early to Wayne. Uh, ended up missing an extra point or a couple extra points in a field goal. Comes down to the end of the game and uh, and the Wolves need a kick and Drew Smoke came on and kicked the game winning field goal with three seconds left so uh, a very entertaining game for Northern State there and a big win I mean Wayne was five and two coming into that game so uh, Wolves will be playing at uh, Concordia St. Paul this Saturday round out their home schedule next week against unbeaten Augustana so that ought to be interesting too. Oh yeah absolutely that's always a big game there with Wanagi <laughs> and Northern get together. In so. anything in yeah. anything yes for sure. Well let's take a look at the upcoming schedule and we're going to kind of focus now on uh, on the football playoffs coming up here on Thursday uh, quarterfinal round and uh, again you know the weather could be an issue here I don't know but uh, let's uh, let's take a look at some of these and you know we'll start out with maybe the bigger schools first and you know we've got Central at Watertown Jacob you covered that the first time and it was a coin flip game the first time and it looks like it might be again Absolutely, yeah. This time it'll just be in Watertown instead of Aberdeen, <laughs> but uh, I expect that to be a close game, and Central had chances to win that game at home. I believe it was, uh, I don't remember if that was their homecoming or not, but um, they... they yeah. uh, they, that should be a good one. It should be. Uh, any of the, of the, uh, of the large schools uh, opening round matchups uh, jump out at you there? 
Uh, you know, I I think uh, Brandon Valley Jefferson and AAA that could be a good one. Yep. Um, really, nothing that really sticks out. I, it right. seems to me, I think, other than that Watertown yeah. Central game, I think Dakota Valley Sioux Falls Christian has some has some potential there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll take an in depth look now at all the other divisions because they involve a, a lot of area schools. Class Eleven B Aberdeen Ron Colley is on the road against Winter, and uh, you know, last week uh, Coach Young said uh, he knows what's ahead of him, but he told us his guys. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And so that's the approach that they're taking to that contest. Again, another long road trip. I think the Cavaliers spent uh, four and a half hours on the road one way to Wagner, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very similar to that uh, as they go to winter. Oh, yeah, that's going to be about, a, what, a five-hour drive probably? I mean, <laughs> one that's way, yeah. About, about like driving to Wagner, but then further west. <laughs> exactly. So we're going West River there. But um, yeah. w- winter, I... We've we've yeah. said this probably before, yep. but they're the standard. I mean, yeah. they just are a standard in South Dakota. Yep. And uh, you know they're not the defending champs, but no. man, I mean they've been to yep. was it four or five straight yeah. state championships now, and sure. six and eight years. So yep. they're they're the standard for sure. You look at some of these other eleven B matchups. You have Tri Valley at L Point Jefferson. I think that's got a really good game written all over it. Tri Valley's been in some really close games. Rapid City Christian. Here's this team kind of flying under the radar. And uh, they're playing at unbeaten duel. Uh, I think this is, a, you know, check mark this game. Uh, <laughs> don't sleep on Rapid City Christian. They've been playing really, really well. And then the other one, Hot Springs at Sioux Valley. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two teams, I mean, this, you could make an argument that these quarterfinals, just about all of them, could be either semifinals or championship games. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I had a chance to watch that Rapid City Christian game last Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was an earlier start before I had to leave for Warner and, against Woonsock at Weston and Springs, Sanborn Central. And, I mean, the Comets looked good, and they've got some good athletes. <laughs> yep. uh, Simon Kiefer's a very good quarterback, and uh, Braylon Marshall and Lars Kiefer, some other athletes around him. And I think the quarterback duel in this matchup could be really interesting. And, uh, boy, Rabbit Christian, you you, yep. you got to think they're going to be motivated oh, coming yeah. all the way across the oh, state. Oh, for sure. Let's look at 9AA. Again, some very interesting quarterfinal matchups here. Hanson at Parkston. Man, I'll tell you what, Hanson has been on fire lately, went up to Leola Frederick and uh, put up 50 or whatever it was there, and Parkston's been the gold standard from from the opening day here in 9AA. You've got Wall at Hamlin. Uh, those two have a history, played each other last year in this round. They're both 8-1. and one. Your, uh, your big uh, pick-to-click here, Freeman Marion, Freeman Academy, your alma mater going up against a very good Platt Geddes team. And then Elkton Lake Benton and Howard, both teams 8-1 and one there. Something's got to give. So, again, some very good, intriguing matchups here. Absolutely. Hanson, Parkston, I mean, Hanson only lost by 10. That they, They've come the closest to being <laughs> yes, Parkston this yes. year. Wall and Hamlin, like you said, that was, a, that was a semifinal last year. That was out at Wall. Right. Now the tables flip here at Hamlin. Uh, yeah, Freeman Marion, Freeman Academy got a win at Stanley County, and yeah. see if they can keep that going. They just got to travel down Highway 44 there to get to Platt. But, <laughs> um, and Howard and Elkton Lake Benton, uh, both teams with one loss, and both to Canastota. Yes. So yeah. should be interesting. Very interesting. Well, speaking of Canastota, they're in the next group that we're going to talk about, Class 9A. We've got Castlewood at Warner. Gregory at Canastota, that is going to be an absolute slugfest there. Dubrook area at Elsester Hudson and Chester area at Phillip. Uh, Elsester Hudson and Phillip uh, unbeaten, as is Warner. Uh, I think the game that really stands out to me is Gregory Canastota, uh, two teams that you know, just rich, rich history. And, uh, you know, Gregory had a couple kids that were out earlier in the year. I think uh, they're getting healthy now. 
They're very, very talented. Uh, winner of that game, more than likely having to go to Warner. Uh, what are you thinking about there? Man, I, you know, yeah, I think uh, Gregory, with them being healthy, look out. I think a lot of people wrote them off because they've yep. lost a few games, but they're the defending champs still. And so, yeah, they I mean, are. they're going to be tough. And uh, I, this bracket, this bottom half of the bracket really intrigues me because if you look at these four teams that are on the bottom half, yeah. Alcester, Hudson, and Chester have never been to the state championship game. Okay. Phillip and Dubrook have each been there once. Wow. So I think whoever gets there, it's going to be exciting for either sure. one of the schools. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you, you look at the top half of that with Warner and Gregory Canastota, teams that have been there quite a bit here lately. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Class 9B, we've got Hitchcock Tulare at Avon in a rematch of a game that just took place here not that long ago. Gabriel Vallon, we'll see if Cinderella can do it twice in a row. They're playing at DeSmit. We've got Kadoka area at Faulkton and Potter County at Corsica Stickney. Uh, something uh, jump off the page at you there, Jacob? Well, I think Avon and Hitchcock Tulare, that could be another good one. Uh, they played here back in mid September. Yeah. It was in Avon, and Hitchcock Tulare had the lead late in that one. Avon came back and scored late to win that. So don't be surprised if Hitchcock Tulare pulls that one off. And yeah, we'll see if Gabriel can pull off another upset or not. Boy, that was crazy yeah, last week. It, and it was. You know, there there aren't a lot of teams uh, with three wins still floating around here in the nine-man ranks. <laughs> in fact, they might be the only one. So, uh, but, you know, again, uh, they, they, they pass the ball very, very well. You got to think maybe the weather now with the wind and the rain and all of that stuff happening this week, uh, that might curtail some of that. But, uh, again, time will tell. Uh, again, we've got some matchups this weekend, uh, Northern State uh, facing Augie in volleyball. That's all, like you said, when it's Northern and Augie in any sport, uh, that's uh, that's really uh, uh, kind of an intriguing matchup there. And again, NSU football on the road at Concordia St. Paul. That is a noon kickoff. Next week, we start the, the uh, postseason for volleyball teams in the area. So this will be the final week of regular season matchups here. Aberdeen Central taking on Watertown in a big one. Uh, Golden Eagles kind of still fighting there to, to try and get a home uh, home court advantage for a, 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 so, a Sodak 16 match coming up in Class AA here in another a couple weeks. Any other thoughts or comments here uh, before we wrap things up for the show, Jacob? It should be a lot of fun. Another week of uh, volleyball and wrapping up here. We got, uh, of course, we're at the last week of regular season there for right. A and A and B. Yes, yes. Um, so it should be fun to see how the season ends there. And of course, we'll have those. Uh, region pairings probably by the end of the week i'm sure yep. so yep football another another good week it was a good good night for football oh, last thursday we, we got lucky there and yeah i don't know sure. about this week but uh <laughs> well yes as we get closer to november that luck is probably going to run out a little bit i don't know but anyway that'll wrap things up for this week's show just a reminder that uh, each week we run dozens of box scores we have feature stories we have quality sports photos by john davis uh we've got the pairings we've got schedules we We've got everything you could ask the scoreboard, you name it. Uh, we are your source for sports at SD Sports Scene. Make sure you check it out. Uh, that'll do it for this week's show. Once again, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. Have a great week, everybody. Please check us out at SDSportsScene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.